Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Quincy, and this is my show. And tonight we are discussing um, Harambe the Gorilla. We're discussing Snoop Dogg and how he feels about Roots and anything else that may come up on this edition. But first, let me explain to you how this show works for those who may be new to T2Q. This show is a platform for you. The callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, All of you have the opportunity to voice, chat, or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, Simply hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak, and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time, because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, 
the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 603 starts right after this word from The Crystal Show. This wild thing. And you tuned in to the hottest show on the globe, The Crystal Show. I might get your song played on the radio station. I might get your song played on the radio station. The Crystal Show is back with great new musical artist interviews, great author interviews, get crystallized celebrity buzz, and all of the funny, entertaining insights that you have grown to love about the crystal show let's not forget about our great segment from a pimp perspective with eminem himself stream the podcast that will air every thursday and saturday hit subscribe on thecrystalshow.com to stay up to date on the newest podcast see you there baby Hi, this is Aaron Anderson of the Marriage and Family Clinic at RelationshipRx.net, and you're listening to the Talk to Q radio show, No Experts, Just Opinions. is the number to join in this discussion on the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. To the phone lines I go. To the Motor City of Detroit to bring on the author, the show hostess, the show legend, Crystal Hickerson. Chris, what's going on? Thank you. How are you? I am doing well. How was your weekend? Well, pretty good. You know, Memorial Day and all that. So, had a good time. All right, cool. Well, the first thing I want to do, because I don't think we'll be back on the air before then, is wish you an early happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. So, happy <laughs> birthday to you. Happy, hold on, where's my applause button? Why is it not working? There we go. <laughs> happy 23rd birthday to you. Thank you. Yes. And um, hopefully it involves a lot of alcohol. It will. <laughs> All right. We'll get right to it. The first thing I want to jump into is, um, and I, I've discussed it with you on Facebook, I know you're watching Roots. And I yes. haven't had a chance to watch <laughs> it yet. I've been recording uh, to watch it hopefully sometime starting on Thursday. But um, I'm very interested in seeing it because I haven't seen their original in quite some time, and I want to see how they redid things. Initially, I thought this was a sequel, but from what I understand, this is just a remake, right? Yes, it's an actual remake of the movie or okay. of the story. So, well, first of all, before we get into some of the discussions surrounding it, what do you think about the series so far? 
Well, I just started watching, um, you know, the first series. It came on last night on Memorial Day. It debuted. But I'm watching it today for the first time. And what was kind of funny is, as I was watching it, uh, I've watched, of course, the the original. I watched it when it aired back in the Stone Ages. And I watched it again um, about maybe six months or a year ago. I watched it. I think it just came on Netflix or something, and I just, oh, I ordered it. But anyway, I watched the whole thing again. Uh, and, and you know, I had LaVar Burton, you know, shout out to our Trekkies. And, but this one, even though I knew what was going to happen, I was watching it going, oh, my God, I hope that doesn't happen. I'm like, wait a minute, I know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, it is a little different. It has a different feel, but it has, it's the same story. You would definitely recognize the story, but it is a different feel, a different take on it. Um, already I can see that they have spent more time focusing on um, who Kutikente was um, in the African aspect, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just thought it was it's a little different. So you will notice immediately the difference. However, you will still recognize the story, which I think is the most important thing. Okay. And um, I can't wait to get started on it, and I'm pretty sure a lot of it will kind of come off as new to me because when I saw it, I was pretty young. I saw it twice. I remember when it aired um, when I was a kid, and I was very young. And so I didn't see all of it. I just saw bits and pieces because of my bedtime. But then I watched it again <laughs> in my teens. I was probably around 16 or 17. So I haven't watched it as an adult. So I, I may have to watch the original again at some point as an adult, but I'm definitely going to check this out. But there's been some controversy controversy surrounding I, I don't know if you want to call it real controversy but i guess it depends on where you, how you're looking at this uh, from something that snoop dogg said he posted on instagram and i will go ahead and play a clip of that right now no disrespect but i can't watch no motherfucking more black movies where niggas getting dogged out 12 years of slave roots underground i can't watch none of that shit Sick of this shit. How the fuck they gonna put roots on on Memorial Day? They gonna just keep beating that shit in our heads or how they did us, huh? I mean, I don't understand America. They just wanna just keep showing the abuse that we took hundreds and hundreds of years ago. But guess what? We taking the same abuse. Think about that part. When y'all gonna make a motherfucking series about the success that black folks is having? The only success we have is roots and 12 years of slave and shit like that, huh? Fuck y'all, I ain't watching that shit. And I advise you motherfuckers that's real niggas like myself, fuck them television shows. Let's create our own shit based on the day. How we live and how we inspire people today. Black is what's real. Fuck that old shit. Right, Jules? Okay. And I don't know who he was referring to when he said <laughs> right, Jules. But, uh... I know who he was referring to. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, you may, maybe you can shed some light on that, but... Um, yeah, so Snoop said what he had to say and that we need to make more successful movies. And so as far as what he said, was it fair or foul to give a statement like that saying we should boycott Roots until we get more 
movies about successful black people? Well, first of all, um, Snoop, I think it was Files, uh, Snoop is the embodiment of the American fucking dream, especially for black Americans, okay? Um, he is someone who came out of the ghetto and came up during the age of NWA and all that, you know, my age, <laughs> the 1980s. And so he, he re, you know, he is the one who has benefited from the success that he's talking about. But the thing about it is some of the comments that he said I think is um, the reason why Roots and other historical uh, docudramas, which is basically what Roots is, um, is being played. Uh, whether you are watching Schindler's List, which you know he kind of uh, made quote of the Jews, which of course is a derogatory term, Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, he made fun of, you know, saying to those people who were, who went through the Holocaust, and the Holocaust was a very a horrible, horrible time. Now, the reason why the Holocaust itself is able to be okay over here and put into history books and all that is because it didn't happen here. It didn't happen on this soil. Right. Um, they came here to escape it. Now, for um, Native Americans and for black Americans, um, it, everything happened right here. For Native Americans, it happened on their soil. For us, it happened to us on this soil. So I think things like Roots should be told, and that's why it's being you know, shown, the original anyway, is being shown in schools because it is the most, unfortunately, the one of the most accurate uh, representation of what happens, what happened to black Americans when they came here. And I think when he talks about why are we still talking about this, you have to still talk about this. Why? Because new kids are being born every generation who did not see it, who did not, do not understand. It's not being taught in the schools. Um, accurately, so therefore something like this should be shown. Um, sometimes it takes a movie um, to dramatize what actually happened so you understand in, in a more concrete way. Uh, and so, and as far as, to me, and I'll just say there's enough stops so you can go on with your show, but I, I just want to say that his attitude is the one of the reasons why black Americans have only progressed so far. Because unlike uh, the Jewish community, the Israelites who came over, unlike them, they embraced their um, struggle, their pain, and their sheer, you know, talk about humiliation of, of someone saying, you do not deserve to exist. Not only do you forget working for us, Forget living beside us and cooking our food. You don't even deserve to live on this earth, you know. So that's, I mean, that's one thing. But they embraced that because they recognized that they were the survivors of such a horrible event. And the black Americans who live today should be proud, just like they are, proud of the fact that they are the survivors of such a horrible incident that occurred to them 
but we are the descendants of the survivors who survived coming over on the um, ships. We survived. We are descendants of the ones who survived, you know, slavery itself, and then moving on up into civil rights and all that. We survived. So that should be something to be proud of because only the strongest survived the ship itself, you know. Uh, so anyway, I just think that it's sad that he feels that way, but unfortunately he is not alone in his thoughts. And the real niggas, as he's talking about, okay, <laughs> those are the motherfuckers who should be listening and watching and remembering and understanding not only what happened then, but where you are now. So you don't get to um, complain when you see what happened to your descendants all the way up to what's happening now. There's a difference. There is a difference. It's not really the same. He says it's the same, but it's really not exactly the same. So anyway, I was really disappointed to hear him say that, but I really wasn't surprised. Okay. Um, yeah, and I and I, I, I agree with, with just about everything you said. And there's a caller holding in from the 661. If you want to chime in and press 1 on your dial pad to join the discussion. But, um, I mean, I, I understand Snoop has the right to say what he wants to say. But I, I do think that there was a, I mean, like when he called out people for not having more successful Black movies, so to speak. I'm like, so your contribution is Soul Plane or Car Wash? Exactly. 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 (laughs) Come on. But uh, let me go to this caller in the 661, which I believe is the Golden State of California. Caller, what's your name? Um, It's the Curvy Momager. What's up? I knew it was you. How are you? Hey, Doing well. How are you? Hey, Robin. I'm doing good. Glad I was able to call in tonight. I am so glad that you were able to do so as well. Always great to hear your voice. And what's your two cents on Snoop? I mean, was he making a point here? Is he halfway right? Is he all the way wrong? How do you feel? He's all the way wrong. He probably was high, first of all. But, I mean, that's a normal state (laughs) for him. Um. But I personally did not watch Roots. I really don't have an interest. I, you know, I definitely think it's important that um, they're displaying the story, but I've seen it, so it's not like I wanted to see it again. I, like you, Q, saw it, I think, when I was a teenager, uh-huh. and it was on after school. I rushed home after school to watch it, and I'm good. You know, it was like for seven days. Wasn't it like a whole week that it came on? It was long, so, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, during school time, which was hilarious. Right, <laughs> right. So I'm good on that. I don't think I want to see it again, but that was just a very ignorant comment, you know. Um, as a total diss to the people that um, were in the movie, that um, our actors and actresses that worked hard to get that brought to the screen. It's, you know, it's part of our history. Why would we not want to see that if you haven't already seen it? So, yeah, he gets the jack hole of the week. <laughs> oh, he's off. <laughs> It was um <laughs> I mean it was it was very interesting what he had to say and from I guess I I, I want to try to cut Snoop like a smidgen of slack when I cuz I I hate seeing movies in Mississippi that always talks about 
the 60s where we were the help and when we had the colored water fountains and all that stuff. So I understand you get tired of seeing certain movies, but I've never felt that way about slavery because I believe that we have to be reminded uh, just how far we've come, you know, and just how successful we've been as a race. And, and yeah, yeah, exactly. And so mm-hmm. you actually take pride in seeing how we went from not even being able to stay in, to, stay in the house to the White House. You know, it's been a long way. And I, I, when I see it, yeah, it's, it's gruesome to watch. It's not the beating, more so, I guess, that really bothers me as much as the psychological torture. You know, seeing your child sold to another slave master in another state um, or forcing one slave to beat another or something like that. That's the stuff that's really hard to watch. The psychological culture you can't do anything about. And it's reminiscent to a lot of people probably of how some black people feel like they have their relationship with the police department to where you really can't do anything but what they say or suffer the consequences. Um and I mean that's kind of an extreme comparison, but there's some people who really look at it that way. But Crystal, something you mentioned earlier about what we consider ourselves as far as what we call ourselves, and you said that African Americans is not the term maybe we should use. Can you like explain what you were talking about? Well, I've had this um, feeling for a long, a long time. Um, I remember when I was growing up in New York. Uh, back in, you know, the um, 70s. And I, you know, I had a mother and I was around the kind of culture, a black culture, who were very much all black power and all that. But it was more than just black power. It was about education and uh, moving forward and enlightenment. And the term black American was very uh, specific and significant because, it reminded us, it didn't shut out the fact that we were slaves. And, in fact, it um, it was specific to the descendants of slaves, which separates us from Africans. Now, I personally believe, and, I, and I've had this conversation with um, Af- African immigrants, um, that they are African Americans, the ones who come, came here on their own, um, you know, of course, after all the aftermath and everything, they came here um, in order to work and to make a better life, just like every other immigrant who's come here. They've chosen. And to me, and they were born in Africa, that's an African-American. Um, black Americans are those who were, A, number one, sold by Africans, in our own tribes and and, um, communities in Africa. And to me personally, in my own opinion, I believe in others who believe what I believe, but um, that once we got on that boat, we were severed from Africa, not severed in a a way of our history or, or, or where we descended from, but severed in our culture and who we are. We are black Americans. We, our um, race is different from those in Africa. And it doesn't mean that we're not from there. It's just, to me, I, I look at it like um, an Aztec Indian. Aztec 
uh, Indians or Native Americans are those who are from Native America here, but also they are mixed with Mexicans right. uh, and Spaniards. But they call themselves Aztecs because they are. The, yes, they understand that they are a part of, of Mexico. Yes, they understand that they are also part of Native Americans, but they have specific. Uh, so you don't call them, you know, Mexican Americans. You call them Aztecs. It's a different thing. So I, I personally look at it, and it also takes pride in being descendants of slaves, mm-hmm. it, and it it does separate us. And that's why I say, the, I understand why they tried to use that or have used that term African-American, but I really don't think that it's accurate. I think what was accurate was what we were already called and what we fought for before the term African-American, which was black American, which is actually who we are as this descendant. We are black Americans. We're not African-Americans. And that's just my personal opinion and, of course, many others. Okay. Robin, do you care what you how people refer to you? Black, African American, eyes negro? Uh, I mean, how, how do you feel? <laughs> you know, I, I probably I, I love what Crystal said. She is so intelligent. I swear that that woman is full of knowledge. Um but it does <laughs> I paid her to say that, y'all. She is. She is, she is full of knowledge. Um but I think I, I do identify with African Americans simply because being brought up, that's how I was referred to in my own household um, by other friends. Uh, so that's probably what I identify most with. Does it bother me if somebody calls me black? Absolutely not, because that's what I am. Um, you know, here in Bakersfield, people confuse me for being Latino, so I'd rather them call me black than that. Not saying things wrong. Yeah, that's that's true. You do look Latina. <laughs> That would that and, and you so I would rather refer, you know, if they say that I'm black. Like I said, no diss to my Hispanic friends, but when you, you know, want, want people to identify your race, you want people to identify you correctly, um, or how you you see yourself. So anyway, um, no, Q doesn't bother me as long as it's one or the other. Don't call me a nigga though. Cause I'm fighting words. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And there's a community here that, that uses that word quite frequently. So yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I've always I've always been um okay with just being black. Mm-hmm. I I'm good with that. Um I've never thought about the term black American, but I mean that's that's cool too. Um I just never really got with being called African American. I mean I wouldn't trip over it. But it's nothing I ever referred to myself as because you got to go a long way for my folks to be from Africa. You know, you have to go. I'm serious. I, I mean, my my but brother has, has. Huh? Go ahead. Is it a pride thing that we're proud that our descendants are from Africa, and so that's why we refer to ourselves as African Americans? It could be. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it by any means, but. It's when my brother has traced our family tree on my father's side back to the probably I think it, the 1850s, 1840s, and so you have to go back, you know, that far. And, and yeah, we do have some descendants in Africa, but I guess uh-huh. because I'm I'm so far removed from that, we've been in the United States for 
um, over 150 years. And it's like at some point, you know, are you just black? Uh-huh. uh-huh. You know, so um, if you had to distinguish me from um, a Haitian or a Dominican or something like that, then, yeah, you may use the term African-American or to distinguish us since we all have dark skin. But I, I guess it doesn't matter either way, but I've just never referred to myself as African-American. I just tell people I'm black. And just keep it moving. So and you know what? what I was gonna say one of the things that both of you guys uh, talked about, uh, Robin saying that she was referred to as Latina, and 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 then you're talking about your own background, and then you know my family background. There's a lot of actual Irish in our background, and plus, of course, African American. Um, no, there's no Indian in our family. <laughs> but there is a lot of Irish in our family. But the thing is, is that's the culture of black Americans. We were, we are a mixed race. And we are mixed with uh, whites, and that comes from, and white only means the English and Europeans that we interacted with, um, some, some good, some bad. You know, some mm-hmm. of the, of course, the bad was rape, and some of it was actual people who fell in love, and uh, even in slavery times, and they were, they became, they had children, and those children became, you know, brighter and different looking, and et cetera. Um, so a lot of us are not as African as we may think we are. It is part of us, absolutely, but just you can just look at us now. I would say. Take a look at the African-Americans, and I mean African-Americans as in the immigrants who have come over here, and they're very adamant about that, too. I don't know if you've ever had a conversation with them <laughs> regarding that. Um, it just so happened I agreed. But um, a lot of them do feel, well, wait a minute, I'm here because I'm, from, I'm actually from Africa, and this is, you know, whatever. But um, if you look at the differences in the facial structure, we're, a lot of us are, are quite different. In, in look mm-hmm. and and that's because he, as you said, you we've been here for hundreds of years, you know, um, I mean hundreds of years. <laughs> so this we have changed. Our race has, has basically changed into a different, almost a different race, really. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, we're black. There's like there's black Cubans. There's you know there's Dominicans. There's, you know there's ways of of qualifying or you know who we are. You know, because maybe you're darker um, Indians, actual from India Indians, they have a whole array of, of skin um, tones. But the thing is, it is very specific, and I don't think there's anything wrong with saying I'm Black American because I my race originated or came to here. It, it grew. This is what I grew from. You know, bad or good, this is what it was. And if you look at someone who is from Nigeria now, um, they're different. They look different than we do. And, and, they, and, you know, just like any other European, they look different. But we all, you know, of course, came from, started in Africa, some of us. I still believe in Neanderthals and that they had some mixture there. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but most of us, yeah, most of us did do come from Africa. But as we went out and moved on, just like the ones who were forced here from um, the, you know, West Africa, 
that you're you're different you're different than than those of those who are who have been there for the other hundreds of years that we've been here. We've changed just like any other race have changed. When the people moved out of Africa and went to Asia, went to Europe, they changed over hundreds of years. They changed. Right. Same thing with us. We've changed. So I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Although I do understand, like I was saying before, I do understand the idea of saying African-American. Now, Barack Obama, he's African-American. Actually, he's probably more black American than he is African-American. But his father is a direct descendant, so, you know, of Africa. So, yeah, he is um, what you would call African-American. Okay. And, I mean... You know, race is always a difficult topic to discuss because it's, it's hard to do about someone getting upset. Many people have their different opinions. I don't know if you all are familiar with a new book by a young lady named Alon Ziv or Alon Ziv, A-L-O-N, last name Z-I-V. She has a new book called Breeding Between the Lines, and that's B-R-E-E-D-I-N-G-G, Breeding Between the Lines. Why interracial people are healthier and more attractive. And I was like, Uh wow. (laughs) I was like, she just (laughs) put that in writing. You know. Wow. And and she's African American or she's white or black? What is she? I'm looking at a (laughs) a picture. (laughs) I'm looking at a picture on the book, and I'm assuming that it's her. It doesn't say. But uh, yeah, she's looks like she could be Latina or Native American. You really can't tell. Well, does it say so. inside of her, um, you know, the prologue or the, you know, something or forward? Usually, that's what they say. Who they and are let and me look and see if I can see. And actually, I'm just finding out the book is actually not new. It's actually ten years old. I guess it's just recently getting published or something. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, let's see. Actually, no, it's a he, so that's not him on the cover, because that's a woman. It is a guy. And he lives in L.A., and I don't see anything on him, but I'll continue to look. But, uh, yeah, so that's what we, we, we have to deal with as far as, you know, there's someone that's dissecting race on a constant basis, and it's something that's happening you know, in the United States every day for sure. So when you mm-hmm. think about this Roots remake, and, you know, I'll go ahead and wrap up the topic. But when you think about this Roots remake, do you think other races are watching? Do you think other races care? And w- it, will it help them? Um, do I think that my non-African-American black friends are watching Roots? Probably not. I have to say no. Okay. And why do you think that is? Oh, because there's so many other things on television that they would probably rather watch. I don't think they want to further learn about the exploitation of African Americans by their ancestors. Um, I just don't think they're interested. And Crystal, what do you think? Uh, well, I, actually, I, I do think they're watching. Um, I think that anyone, especially in America nowadays, you're talking about interracial um, people, 
you know, my son is interracial. I mean, you know, in a very real way. Um, so he's healthier and, and he's um, more attractive. <laughs> I guess but um, but I always have made sure that he understood his other part of his heritage. Uh, yeah, yeah, he grew up with me, and he identifies as being black. And you know, essentially, you know, he is a black American, but um, he's also other races. I mean, he's European, and so so that he should he should know that he should know. I, I always tell him to read upon who his uh, read upon the Ottoman Empire because that's that's a part of his heritage, and he should know about that. He should know about Italians because that's part of his heritage. But and I think that the reason why I say yes, they are they are watching is because a lot of people in America are inter, inter, intermingled. They're um, not, they don't necessarily have to be betting down with a, a black American in order to take an interest. Um, but there are people who live in communities who are mixed um, in their community, uh, or um, just know of people, or just history buffs, people who are interested in, in the um, the American story. Because the American story is more than just uh, what the Europeans did, and we all know that. That's why it's called the melting pot. There's plenty of immigrants here um, who come from all levels, and they, they want to know about any anyone. I mean, hell, I went to see Schindler's, Schindler's List. I, I mean, I've watched uh, many movies that are, are about um, Asians, and so, and you know, the Arabics now definitely an interest uh, for me in this country and probably for many people. They want to know more about it because they want to know who who am I living next to? Who mm-hmm. am I interacting with at work every day? Who are these people? Why I mean, why don't I know this? And and I think there's a lot, not just um, you know, uh white non black or non colored people or whatever, uh people of color. <laughs> but, you know, non those people, I mean they wanna know what is their problem? <laughs> what is the issue? I mean, I want to know because I bet a lot of them may not know. Just like there's a lot of Black Americans who don't know why we should be watching Roots and what the hell was the slave and who really was Malcolm X and what the hell are they so angry about? I mean, <laughs> they, they they don't know themselves, so I think they should know. And a lot of them don't know. Um, black Americans don't know because we don't want to talk about it. It's just the same thing with Roots, if you if you remember from the original, how a lot of people around them, except for this particular family and others, didn't want to remember Africa. They didn't want to remember it because it was such pain, the facts of, of the loss. It's the same thing with us. We don't want to remember slavery because we figure it, it's so much pain. But I do believe that other Communities do want to know. They want to know. They just want to know history. We all we are curious. And yeah, I mean, it's the same way that I am subscriber to several uh, right wing, you know, newsletters. Cause I want to know what they're doing, what they're talking about, and why. <laughs> what their plan for you is? <laughs> yeah, I want to know what the plan is so I can be ready. <laughs> okay. It's not a surprise. What channel was Roots on? The History Channel. It's on the okay. History Channel now, but it was on ABC and back in the day. Yes, it was back in the day. It was on mainstream television. Yes, so yes. The history, yeah. You may have more Caucasians that were, would be interested because a lot of them do watch the History Channel. But as Crystal said, you know, people want to know about us 
I just don't think they want to know all of that. They may want to know about our culture, our hip-hop, and, you know, all of those things. But as far as going all the way back to slavery, I, I they show an interest in that. And that we live in different parts of the country, so it could be different, you know, in those areas. But out of uh, all the friends I have, only two people, and that's including Crystal, watch Roots that I know of. <laughs> Okay. I think so, it's one well, of the, it is hard to watch. It is a hard thing to watch, definitely. But you know, I think most history is is hard to watch. Um, you know, and and it's hard to it's, it's hard to see the pain that a human another human goes through. Now, maybe because I you know I'm a sociologist and I and I, I I'm very mm-hmm. interested in people and why they do the things that they do. And I love history, and I am definitely one of those who watch the History Channel religiously. <laughs> but also, <laughs> but also on, um, it's on several different channels. It's not just History Channel. It's actually on, on many different channels. But the History hmm. Channel is um, the main one, but it's on several several other stations as well. But um, I don't know. I think, I think people are just curious. I think they would be interested to know. You know, I really mm-hmm. do. But. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I watch um, this show on the History Channel called Vikings, and uh-huh. it's not that I'm trying yeah. to get in touch with yeah. my Viking heritage. I just, uh, you know, <laughs> I just thought it was interesting and decided to watch uh-huh. it, and, and I've learned some things, you know. But uh, I, I do think that some white people will watch it. I do think some young people will watch it because you have actors like T.I. in it, you know, someone who may be recognizable for them and make them want to say, okay, let me see what he's doing in this. So um, right. I, I do think that there are opportunities for people to people new to see this and grow, which is the purpose of remaking it in the first place. Because if you re-release it with the same older characters that no one recognizes other than maybe LeVar, mm-hmm. LeVar Burden, then I don't think it has mm-hmm. the same impact. Um, mm-hmm. Now, on Twitter... Well, they do I, recognize half of those characters. I mean, they they started... A lot of right. them started at Roots, and uh, definitely LeVar Burton, he was literally started with Roots. But there were so many amazing characters um, who they know of. But, yeah, you're right. You know, when you think about T.I., that definitely does bring, you know, bring them into it. But you know what I think? Now that you said that, it's funny. It, might, it, it made me think about Snoop. Maybe Snoop is pissed off. He didn't get asked to be in the damn movie. <laughs> <laughs> Because a lot of people were, a lot of people are ass. I mean, this was quite a, quite an amazing cast. So maybe he but just he, he could have only <laughs> been he could have only been one played one role, and that would have been the oh. tortured slave who hasn't been fed who hasn't been fed in like three weeks. I, I mean, what role? Been one of the he no, actually Snoop, to be a slave. Snoop could have <laughs> been one of the warriors, the Mendigo warriors from the beginning, who were you know still out there because a lot of them were slender and you know older and had you know very prominent faces so he could have been one of them but he wasn't obviously he wasn't asked so yeah i guess he's a <laughs> maybe he was pissed. maybe he's a little jealous that's a good so, point you know. that's a good <laughs> point or because he's so plain 
<laughs> you know, maybe someone was like, like, hey, we should we should get Snoop. But then it was like, wait a minute, who? You mean the guy who just soul plane in the tie all the time? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, we can we can load all the slaves in the plane and have them fly them over. <laughs> right. Oh, Lord. Uh, uh, I, I, I wish much success to... Um, this show. I hope it does well. I really hope that it resonates with young people. There was a um, lady on Twitter um, by the name of Tanya Bryant, and Tanya is located in Lynchburg, Virginia. And she says that her 18 year old has been watching it and she hasn't touched her cell phone since she started watching. So that's great. She's that into it. So uh-huh. hopefully there'll be other millennials who will get into it as well. All right, three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number. To the phone lines I go. To the eight five zero area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida. The welcome on the man in black making his way to the ring. Buck, what's happening, man? I'm actually on location in Oshkosh, Wisconsin this week, so that's where I'm at. But what up? What the up? Emerald Coastline of Oshkosh, Wisconsin. <laughs> right. Where the cheese is never greener. All right. South, Glad to have you on, man. Our south of Green Bay. So from the Great North. And let me go the to great. the six oh one area code. The I'm sorry, not the Emerald, the Magnolia State of Mississippi. To bring on the Minister of Sexual Affairs, as he's been called. The show legend Eminem. What's going on, bro? Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? And all right, now we got to get into what's been going on at the zoo as of late. There was a man in Chile, I believe, who wanted to commit suicide, so he jumped into the lion enclosure. The lions started hooking him up, but the zookeeper showed up and they shot the lions. All right, and just um, this past week. A three- or four-year-old fell into a gorilla enclosure, and the gorilla decided to cap, excuse me, the zoo decided to cap the gorilla. So, (laughs) let me start, let me go back. Uh, Robin, I want to start with you on this first. Uh, Did the zoo make the correct call in shooting the gorilla? I I won't even focus about the lion. I mean, that was in Chile. That's in another country. Did the zoo make the correct call in Cincinnati, Ohio? by shooting the gorilla who was standing over the toddler. Yes, I think we did not have a choice. I um, I definitely don't think that it had a choice because the situation continued to escalate. People were yelling. The gorilla was getting um, very anxious about all of the noise, and had it gone on for much longer, we really don't know what the outcome would have been. My issue with this whole situation is the parent, but you might want to talk about that part later. So, you know, they had to do what was necessary. I hate that they had to do that because this animal, you know, was just in his own habitat and somebody else interrupted it. Um, But I think that it was necessary to save the life of that child. Yeah, yeah. And, Crystal, you want to add to that or do you disagree? No, um, actually, I, I agree. Um, it's very sad, of course. Um, I was listening to uh, an animal expert on the radio today, 
uh, on the L. Huey show. And she was talking about how that the the officials and the, and the zookeeper was correct that if they had a shot him with a um, tranquilizer, then that may have just upset him uh, because it does take a minute for the tranquilizers to take effect. Of course, the kid had been in there for like 10 minutes already, but um, and he was uh, just, I think it was a he, I'm not sure if it was a he or she, uh, uh, gorilla, but it was a he. Was was carrying them like they would carry their own, um, you know, cub or you know, child. So they weren't really. It wasn't. They were. He wasn't doing it in a way that would hurt him. But of course, we're human, and so um, we're not as strong as they are. So they may have hurt him eventually. And also one thing that I felt was a little unfortunate, but it's bad either way around, is that these were black parents. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to get to that. You know, I have to take the quote from big age kids, you know, thank God they're white. But this time they weren't, and I was like, damn, look at this shit. So it's just, you know, she had five kids. She turned her back. Oh, my God. It's going to be horrible. So, <laughs> but, yeah, luckily, of course, you know, the child got out okay and was alive. But um, I think that in a situation like that, I mean, yes, uh, gorillas are extinct or they're uh, endangered. Um, mm-hmm. So, rather, not extinct, but endangered. And so that, that is a sad thing, but... We have to make a choice at that point. You have to make a choice, like with anything. I mean, you have to put it down. And it's too strong for to see if it would stop. And it probably wouldn't. It would just hold on tighter, you know, just by yeah. reflex and, and crush the child. So, yeah, I just think it's sad. But I guess they did what they had to do. All right. I mean, Buck, the gorilla's just being a gorilla. I mean, should the gorilla be punished for... Someone invading his space. Well, I mean, that's a catch twenty two situation. I mean, I think the zookeepers did what they needed to do for that particular situation. Um, but maybe there needs to be a different kind of protocol. Um I know tranquilizers may have you know, may have just stunned him maybe, but maybe they should you know, now this is something that has been brought to light that, you know, we might have to prepare for. So maybe they should have stronger tranquilizers that can put a, put an animal down quickly, therefore the animal can stay alive, especially if it's one that's in danger. So, but really, the, you know, the animal being taken down, the parents are really responsible for the death of the animal in this case, simply because they weren't watching their their kid. So, mm-hmm. uh, and my is, I mean, you know, the animal. You put down this, the parents should be live, and I hate to say it, but it's the truth because I mean, you got to be your kid when you're in zoos, you know, and, and parks and things of that nature, and you can't have a lapse in, in uh, a lapse like that, especially in a public place where I mean, where your kid can get into an enclosure like that. So, um, now you know, this is all zoos are going to be on some sort of alert now, thanks to you know, the mistake that these parents made. So um, now, you know, like I said, they may have to look at a, a different type of initiative where they have to protect the animals, you know, for, you know, things like this. So 
maybe a stronger tranquilizer can put an animal down immediately versus, you know, taking a few minutes. I don't know. Yep. Um, I, I guess, you know, we have a situation where it, it happened. I think they made the right call in shooting the gorilla. So are the parents responsible for the death of the gorilla, and should they be forced to compensate the zoo? Mm. Well, they're not calling for them. They're not saying that they were negligent in any way. Um, as a matter of fact, I read an article of one of the onlookers that said her husband was about to jump into the gorilla cage until she told him, don't you dare do that, but that the mother was not negligent that it was an accident, kids get away from parents all the time, that's some crap because I've never lost any of my children, especially if we were in a crowded zoo or a crowded amusement park. You have to pay attention to what the heck you're doing. So, um, and D.O. Hewley, and I, he, I, he is not one of my favorites, said if someone like leaves your child in a car, I don't, <laughs> I'm, I don't care for him much, but if someone leaves a child in a hot car, they're arrested. But a mother lets her child escape into a wild animal encampment and nothing happens. Something's not right. Yeah, that's true. And why aren't the fences just higher? I mean, for a certain type of, of animal that is dangerous like that, yeah. why isn't the fences higher yeah. separating but, the humans from, from them? Yeah, but see, you, you just answered my question because that's what I was going to say about the uh – the liability part of it, you know, is, you know, it could be questioned about the negligence of the, you know, the parents. But kids, you know, kids can can do that kind of stuff, especially when they're little. They can slip through stuff. But uh, but when they was designing it, especially with an animal like that, you don't supposed to have no shit wild enough where nobody can get through it. You know, it's no different than uh, right. going into a, a liquor store in the hood. They're going to have the shit where you can't put no gun on them. You know, it's no different than that. You got a damn silverback gorilla. That's one of the strongest animals on earth. And you're going to have some shit where somebody could uh, squeeze through there. You know, and, and babies, I mean, a three-year-old, their bodies are small, but the way the human develops, you you know, our heads develop faster. So your head is almost the size it's going to be when you're a teenager or something. You know, so I'm just like, damn. You know, I... <laughs> The first thing I thought about was, like, how in the hell do you have something enclosing a gorilla where you can get any kind of limb on top of a limb, your whole body through there? So that was, uh, that was like, one of the things that just kind of threw me. You know, even without the kid falling, just period. Like, how is that possible? But uh, what I wanted to add real quick was I was in a situation like that but in a different way. Like, okay. I'm a avid dog lover, animal lover, right? But I don't let the shit stay in my house and all that kind of stuff. I, you know, I'm a macho dude, so I got, you know, dogs that bite, fight, and all that kind of shit. Uh, I don't fight them, but they they will do it. And uh, when I first li- moved into the neighborhood I'm in now, I just started loading it up with beware of dog signs because I'm like, hey, you know, you can break in my shit, but, but you know, you, you're going to have to deal with with, with these dogs and everything else. And kids, badass kids used to try to, you know, play on the fence, and one of them climbed up on the fence and almost fell over on it. Now, if that kid would have fell over that fence, guess what? That dog would have probably ripped him in half. 
But if I had to make a choice, yeah, I'd have been forced to kill him. But now that clearly would have been the parents' fault. And it wouldn't be the dog's fault. The dog's in his yard. But I'm telling you, when the police got here and all that shit, they're going to look at the owner like you did something wrong. But it's a, it's a rock and a hard place. So an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Uh, I don't quote people like Brian Franklin a lot, but, you know, I give him that one. But <laughs> the zoo itself should have never made no shit like this. Worst case scenario, chain link feast is cheap as hell. Now, it might not hold a gorilla in, but it can damn sure keep a human out. Uh, you know, I'm like, bars are closer to that than jail, man. We talking about a damn gorilla. And you got something big enough for somebody can slip through or climb over? That is crazy. That That's crazy on the design part of it. So, I agree. I agree. And, of course, you have a lot of people who are, you know, upset that the gorilla had to be shot. And that's and, only because it's a silverback. They don't care about the gorilla like that. You know, I, I, it's it's unfortunate that it's one of the endangered species, but put it this way. If you start looking at enough, and I'm pretty sure y'all probably have, you look at Discovery Channel and all that stuff, how these jokers is, is splicing genes and all that shit, man, they can probably bring that gorilla back and multiply that thing a hundred times. Don't believe that, though. That, 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 that gorilla is not dead. He's in a lab somewhere multiplied right now. Yeah, it may That's be true. That's why these damn race but... horses getting faster and faster. This this some some uh, Drago shit from uh, what's the movie uh, Rocky Four? <laughs> right. But um, the the silverback's name was Harambe. Uh, I think it was Harambe. And for uh, mm-hmm. Harambe Creed, golly, <laughs> someone posted a very funny obituary on Facebook <laughs> of, of Harambe. And um, said uh, Bishop Dr. Mighty Joe Young would be presiding over the funeral. Uh, the scripture reading will be done. Uh, the Old Testament will be done by Clifford the Big Red Dog. The New Testament done by Shasha the Panda. The Prayer of Comfort by Smokey the Bear. Uh, the selection will be by Minister Alvin and the Chipmunks. And Reflections, which will be limited to two minutes, by Tarzan and Jane. Simba, Rafiki, and of course Bishop Doctor Mighty Joe Young. I mean, I, I hollered when I saw this. Yeah. The, so they had the, to leave King Kong out of it. Right. I know. Right. I guess he couldn't fit in church. That's the ape repa- of the apes. <laughs> the, re- the repast would be at the Cincinnati Zoo cafeteria hall. And then how they leave out old boy? What's his name? What was the guy's name? Oh damn, I can't think of it. Planet of the Apes. Uh, Caesar. Uh, Caesar, yeah. How did he leave Caesar? Yeah. Caesar, yeah. <laughs> somebody had a picture of Caesar rolling Mighty up. Mighty Joe Young. What about him? Somebody, somebody had a picture of Caesar rolling up with a rifle at the Cincinnati Zoo. And that was hilarious. And uh, what, what about uh, <laughs> yeah, what, what was the bear name? What was his name? Bear from BJ McKay. Y'all remember yeah, that? Yeah, BJ and the Bear. Yeah, yeah, BJ and the Bear. You know, the uh, thing is, you know, as he added on to what Eminem said, you know, anytime, I mean, the zoos are really going to have to really, I mean, this is something that's going to be looked at across the country um, on how they build their enclosure. Um, because this is not the first time something like this has happened. It's just been a while. So, I mean, when you, every, you know, all the zoos and, you know, Disney World and all those kind of things, they're, you know, they're doing the more open, you know, more natural habitat type enclosures. Um and safari-type deals like they have in Disney World in Orlando. So, 
this is something that you really, they, I mean, this is going to draw national attention, and it's going to make the Zulu reevaluate how they build these enclosures. Um, you know, so it's just something that they're going to have to really take a look at, and you know, they're going to have to change some of the protocol on, you know, what they're doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think. Well, I'll tell you what I think is really foul. Um, now, of course, when I found out the parents were black, I was shocked. I ain't gonna lie. I know that's probably racist to some people out there, but uh, you know, black people just don't fool with animals like. That. But uh, you know, high speed chase Eminem. Oh, <laughs> it might be. Man. I don't know. <laughs> Eminem trying to get, get the duck off of the car. He a duck now. You got You ain't no telling what he doing. Yeah, and the ambulance ain't passed by about 30 minutes early, so I don't know, man. It could be some but, shit popping off. <laughs> all right. I don't know if this is a coincidence that because the parents are black, there's a lot more attention by the media towards the parents. Now, I went back and found eight other stories of kids um, either falling into the enclosures or something of that nature, have even adults, and... Only two of those eight stories actually mentioned the person's name. Um, one of them mentioned the parents' names, last names, and the other one mentioned the guy who was an adult. So his name got mentioned. None of them focused on the parents. They just, you know, maybe mentioned the name or referred to them as the, ch- the, the child's father or the child's mother, so on and so on. So here's the first set of black parents that I'm aware of that I've seen a story on. And you have their names, you have their faces. And today, someone posted the dad's criminal record. He has a very <laughs> extensive criminal record to, like, attempted kidnapping. And, I mean, it's some pretty, you know, pretty lengthy stuff. And my thing is, what well, does that have to do with a, with a child? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> well, the problem is, Q, they did post something on Facebook. Yep. So they opened themselves up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. And that's different, probably, from the other parents. I think that's really right. the main thing. Good she, point. She did. She came back onto Facebook and did a kind of a kind of explain yourself or something, which probably mm-hmm. was not a good idea. And I'm sure her lawyer will probably said, "Why the fuck did you do some stupid shit like that?" Because <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> right. That's what we do now. Well, well she took it off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're saying that she she's the one that. That that put things in motion there. Yeah, but, I think so. Yeah, but it's like this guy. It's it, it's no different than uh, and, and some of you you know uh, probably don't work in a school or something like that. I don't care how bad the kids may be. If something is deemed um, uh, uh, some type of hazard, you know, and you don't just almost go through extreme precaution to make sure that. It's hard to do this or do that, you know. They're gonna put it on the school, so that's that's why I was just like just so so curious of how the zoo itself, you know, designed something like that with that type of animal. Uh, we're not talking about a bunch of damn flamingos or something, you know. I'm saying gorillas, you know. Um, you know, I'm just saying, how in the hell you design something like that, and you know, you totally liable. I mean, it's it, it's not on one end, of course. You, you know, it's not the fault of the zoo that a kid was maybe an unattended or something like that. But it's like you just can't do that. It's almost like uh, it's almost like 
I, I give an example, don't have nothing to do with nothing, none of this. But in in certain areas in this state, people were getting hit by trains that didn't have uh, rail crossing things and all that type of shit. You know, and you would say, well, damn, all you got to do is stop the car and look both ways. But because that was not there, you know who got blamed for it? The damn train. Was it their fault? No, but you, 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 when you design certain things, you have to design it for dummies. You know what I'm saying? You have to design it for mm-hmm. like, okay, these are not people who just gonna walk by and, oh, look at the cute little gorillas and keep going. You say, okay, what about the, 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 the bad black kids that's that's you know running and playing? They trying to crawl through there. Or uh, what about the the little uh, badass white kids that you know want to be the modern day version of evil can even daring somebody and slip and shit. So you have to think all that through. So I'm just saying, it's no way, it's no way that the person that had to sign off on that architectural design, if that was intended to be an animal like a gorilla from the start, there is no way in the hell they shouldn't be paying that zoo or whatever they money back. Cause that's that's that is just unbelievable. That is totally unbelievable. Here the motherfuckers come again. From what I'm showing, it doesn't doesn't show. um, A lot of people are saying that the the father wasn't there, which is made it unnecessary for Fox News to bring him up anyway. And of course, Fox News listed his criminal record, which you know, like I said, is pretty lengthy. Now. Even though he does have a lengthy criminal record, I'm trying to find some of the charges. Uh, burglary, gun offenses, drug trafficking, criminal ooh, trespass, ooh. disorderly ooh. conduct, and kidnapping. Um, but he was last The only arrested. thing that would be appropriate is uh, DHS-type stuff, like uh, a child abandonment, uh, that kind of stuff. <laughs> but who well, he, he hasn't been arrested um, in 10 years. His last charge was 2006. Yeah, he probably so, kidnapping his girlfriend. So this is not a guy that, you know, it's not like he had a charge like a year or two ago. This guy's been clean for a decade. Um, and so, I, like I said, I don't think that was necessary at all. That was just typical Fox News trying to paint them to be mm-hmm. the bad guy because they want people mad at the parents and, you know, not the situation. Now, on Twitter... Rocky Ten said it was completely unnecessary to kill Harambe. He was only trying to protect the child, which the parents obviously failed to do. Uh, Ooh, damn! BL- Man, that, that gorilla was dragging said, that child so lazy, through that wall. BLXXM eighty three said, "So lazy parents can't control their wild kids, and a beautiful and dangerous animal gets shot and killed because of it." Rest in peace. And Britt Rosenthal said, this whole thing disgusts me. When will innocent animals stop dying at the hands of negligent parents? Okay. What about, you know what, Q, and I would love for you to tweet this back to the motherfuckers, is that they're so concerned. How about these rich-ass people, and none of them are people of color, that are flying to the motherland killing uh, elephants and shit for their ivory and rhinos and shit. You know, well, the reason silverbacks are endangered are because people have been shooting them. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the reason they're yeah. endangered in the, in the first place. 
So they got question. they have a um, petition from CPS to investigate the mother. Right now, it has more than fifty thousand signatures. So I'm sorry. What's your question, Robin? What everybody on the line? If this were you, what would you have done? If I were the parent? If you were the parent, what would you have done? Would you have been, you know, screaming at the top of your lungs like this parent was? What would you have done? Shit. I'd be like, man, give me a gun. I'm finna shoot this damn thing and get my kid. Now, I'm going to whoop my kid's ass after he's safe, but shit, that's that's how most black people handle stuff. You know, like, okay, you alive. Now you finna get your ass beat, you know. <laughs> if it had been me, I'd have got a stick, jumped off in there and, and you know, Try to defend the kid first. I think a lot of and, people would have gotten off in there to try to distract the yeah. gorilla. Yeah, try to distract yeah. the gorilla. Yeah, as soon as you get your kid out, beat the shit out of him jumping off in there. But you know, yeah, the throw thing a is, rope down there, or something, anything. Throw a rope or something. I mean, something, right. anything. Because, hey, y'all, how, how but, we used to do when somebody had a bad dog to bite? You like, man, whoever got something on them, uh, a burger or something that a dog eat, you throw it, let him go get it, then you run. You know, yeah. whatever happened to this old school type shit? Well, man, throw a banana down there, and shit, as soon as he eats, somebody grab the kid. I would say, I'm going to walk down here with some bananas, but uh, yep. shit, man. Well, see, people don't quit. People don't think quick like that no more, and, I mean, I think people now, you know, some, some, of, them try, some of them want 15 seconds of pain. Some of them just don't give a shit, and it's no mm-hmm. end in between anymore. I mean, back in the day, people, you know, you see somebody locked in the car, somebody go over there and try to help out. Now, if people see people locked in the car, they just walk right by. I mean, there's no... Mm-hmm. Hey, you know this. It's got to be. There's got to be a little bit of common ground, or where you know somebody can help out. That's that's the reason why you know people don't think quickly like that anymore. You see a wreck, people usually get out and try to help. I mean, you still see a little bit of that, but not far too far too many. Oftentimes, people just just keep rolling. Hey, hey, Buck. I I know you was you know was in Florida when this happened, but uh, uh. And matter of fact, this happened not too far from where I live at now. Uh, but it was a case where a toddler man walked from their house into their neighbor's yard into the dog house, and it was a pit bull, and, and the dog ended up killing him and shit. Yep. You ever hear about that? Yeah, that, yep. that's as negligent as it gets. You know, of course, they yep. put the dog down and all that, which is understandable. But I'm just saying, that's like, this stuff happens all the time, but nobody, you know, tweets all this venom and stuff and... All this stuff. I mean, I mean, but let me ask this. And now, I mean, everyone always wants to place blame on everything these days. Nothing is ever an accident anymore. It's always someone's fault. So right. when it's all said and done, isn't the zoo ultimately responsible for making sure no one's able to get in? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. That that's it, it's like, of course, they don't want it to happen, but at the same time, okay, I own a. Uh, I own a pit bull. Before that, I, I had a dog that was a mutt that used to beat up any damn dog. But the thing is, as an animal owner, I understand me having a certain type of dog, especially when it's chained up, and the perception is that it's a guard dog, which means it's supposed to bite you if you invade its territory. As an owner, anything that dog does is my fault, and I know that as soon as I take it on. So guess what that means? Damn. It's a hole in the fence. I need to patch this shit up. Damn, the dog got loose. Man, Q, matter of fact, when we worked together, I didn't have this dog at the time. It was, it was two more, and they were very vicious. I done left work, man, on my lunch break. Get a call from home. Everybody running and shit to my the dogs out. 
in the neighborhood, everybody's scared. I had to come home and get the damn dog. But see, that's what? That's my problem. I supposed to do that, you know. Because whatever that damn dog did does, that's my that's on me. Yeah. So I just don't understand just being a, a, a broke man owning uh dogs and shit. I'm just saying I don't see how in the hell a zoo even opened day one with something that was can be foreseeable. Like how do you build a fence and not gauge what size human can squeeze through there, specifically a kid. We talking about a goddamn zoo. This could be a field trip. Now everybody talking about the mama, and that's you know that's you know that that has its place. But what if this was a kindergarten field trip, and you got everybody in line, you got one teacher in the front, and you got the teacher assistant like maybe in the back, and some little badass in the middle say, "Ooh, look what I can do!" And whoop, shoot, and you go through the damn hole. I'm just saying, like, how do you, man, that's a zoo all day. Whoop, shoot, yeah, but the, you make a, but this, you know, and he and you're right on that. You're very much right, but this is where I mean, this is where your designers come in. But you got to look at you got to look at the last ten to fifteen years on the designs of these zoos. Um, you know, they're trying to give the animals more of a natural habitat, and when you do that, you can't build. You know, the, you know the, which you should. You got to build it to where the animals can't get out, but it can still be seen. Now, I mean. No. You know, the most natural habitat that. they can have is the Serengeti. Serengeti, right? Or the back. There you go. Yeah. Hey, Q, there you, you remember this, uh, this was a few years ago here at the Jackson Zoo when some damn, uh, I think some wolves or something had got out. Um, you remember that? Lions, lions got out. Twenty the years ago, a long time a, ago. Cheetah, a cheetah jumped out twenty years ago. Yep. The enclosure yeah. uh, was, was only eight feet tall. Yep. So. Yeah, they've had some incidents. I don't really fool around with many zoos, not because of necessarily that, but I just watch the Animal Planet when I want to see something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you can get up close and personal, and you can you get saying? information. And because you go to a zoo, you just walk around. It's hot. It stinks. I mean, the animals don't do anything. See, if I watch it on TV, I can see a lion actually go out and kill something. <laughs> But if I go to exactly. the Jackson Zoo, those lines are looking like, man, I wish you just put a bullet right between my eyes right now. I mean, they just yeah, look it, like. It, 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 but the thing about it is, like, I'm kind of caught in the middle on, on the whole zoo thing. Number one, in a perfect world, I think the zoo is, like, terrible. That's the worst thing you could do to an animal. But at the time they were doing it, it will be some animals now that will be stink because of, you know, illegal, you know, well, ain't such thing as illegal hunting, hunting, poaching and shit. You know, it's like th- there's nobody in the Western Hemisphere that has to eat anything that's in the fucking jungle. We have, you know, cows and shit, you know, so nobody has to kill nothing. But, uh, you know, at one time especially, you know, you know, I, and, and it's just like, okay, when you have groups like PETA and all this stuff, where are they? And like I say, I'm a, I'm vehement on on animals being killed in the wild for nothing. You know, even here in the States, I don't seen where people like, uh, you know, uh, kill deers and shit, man, cut their fucking head off and leave the body. I'm just saying, like, you know, that's, it's just like, where are all these damn groups at with, with the everyday shit that's going on all the time? You know, but then some, you know, bad little, you know, niggas fuck around and, you know, <laughs> fall over and get a... uh a gorilla kill now is all these flashlights on everything, but you know, 
Just like with the Michael Vick case. I mean, you got to look at everything. You know, shit. And, I mean, and then, dog fights had never stopped. Of and course, ain't nobody talking about dog fights. But they still going with on. Of course, with it being a black child, of course, there were plenty of racist, racist tweets. Uh, someone oh, yeah, said with that being a gorilla and all that stuff. The gorilla didn't attack the boy because you recognize him for, from a family reunion and all this other stuff. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh my God. So we had to deal with that. The bottom line is this, I think, is that uh, Zeus definitely have to do more to ensure uh, that. Hey, you know, I, I got one for that. that. I got one for whoever tweeted that. I was like, yeah, he recognized the boy, said, he looked down and probably said, oh, okay. You are one of me, yeah. You're, you're dick, damn near big as mine already. You know, shit. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Pimp Daddy. Oh, boy. Let me get ready to wrap things up. I uh, got another caller from the 510. I believe this is my man, Cousin Q. Q, is this you, bro? Cousin Q. What's happening? Life is great, man. Making money, changing the world. That's what's up, man. And just wrapping up the show, wrapping up the topic on um, um, the gorilla incident in Sensi, and we talked a little bit about roots. I, I'll let you address it in your final thoughts. Let me um, go to the final thoughts of some of the others, and I'll let you chime in towards the end. And um, I will go to Robin. And Robin, is always a pleasure of having you on and hearing you. And what do you have to say? Your final thoughts, Robin, on Roots, and if it, is it worth it? If people get anything from it? Blah blah blah. What Snoop Dogg said, and your final thoughts on Harambe the Gorilla, and uh, I guess may he rest in the jungle wherever gorillas go. Um. Well, thank you. I'm glad I was able to call in tonight and uh, talk to everybody. It's been a while. So thank you for that. And as far as Ruth is concerned, I am not watching it. You know, I think it's great for people to learn from Snoop. Teacher's comments to himself. Um, and as far as the gorilla is concerned, no one wins is what I have to say about it. Because um, even though the child is safe, the parents, the family is going through much unnecessary stuff just because somebody could not keep hold of their child. And I understand that, you know, it's the zoo's responsibility to make sure that it's um, a secure area so nobody can get there. But as a parent, it's my responsibility to make sure my kid is where he's supposed to be, not climb down a 15-foot or falling down a 15-foot embankment. That's my, my last two cents on that. Okay. Well, thank you very much, ma'am. Always a pleasure having you on. Thank you. And Buck, I'll go to you. Great show tonight. I got on a little late, but uh, good show. Um, as far as roots, I didn't get I didn't get called in at, at that particular time, but I think it's a good idea that uh, you know they're you know keep rooting the show. Um, that way people can learn from it. Um, I think the cast is pretty good. Um, as far as Snoop, I guess he really wanted to be in it, but. Uh, they didn't choose him, so I guess he can just sit back in his mansion and smoke. Um, as far as the, as far as the gorilla incident, I mean, the parents are really, were really neg- negligent. I know the father wasn't there. You really got to keep your eye on kids when when they're out in, in, in a situation like this. I know the zoo is, um, 
you know, Baltimore is viable. Um, but, you know, if it you no know, like Robin said, rather have Robin on the fight also. But it's um you know, it's a it's a lose lose situation. But ultimately, I mean this is something around the country gonna have to take a look at. To I mean, I don't know how many I mean we, there have been other incidents that have occurred. So this may be something that, you know, really got the parents are not as in tune with their kids they should be. Unfortunately for the zoos, they're gonna have to you know, building closures where, you know, people just can't climb down in them. And it's just, it's just one of those things, you know, when you got one bad apple, then everybody else suffers. And this is one of those things. So it's great. And everybody enjoys the week. All right. Thank you very much. And Eminem, your thoughts on, any final thoughts on Harame the Gorilla and what Snoop Dogg said about Roots. He basically said that uh, we need to do away with all these slave shows and put more successful black people on TV. Okay, I, I do the <clears throat> gorilla first. Kind of hard to follow up black something with a with a gorilla, but in this case, I guess it's understandable. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, like the jokes say, just man, write uh, themselves. It, it, it's 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 the whole zoo concept. You know, is it, it, is kind of bad itself, but. Like I say, it's unfortunate. It's definitely unfortunate. I'm glad the kid didn't die or nothing like that. But at the same time, um, anybody who has any type of dealing with kids or where kids are involved, whether it's a business or anything else, is no different than it's no different than um, you know owning a store. It's like, well, yeah. Kids shouldn't, you know, have their hands out of the buggy knocking shit over, but if something breaks, you better haul ass and put up a sign and say wet spill. So, I mean, you try to prevent as much stuff as possible and to design something with the perfect kid in mind or the or the perfect situation in mind is just totally asinine. You know, I, I, I don't give them a pass on that for nothing. And it ain't because the kid is black that it happened to, but I'm just saying I just don't understand how they did that. So, uh, you know, maybe they'll learn. Uh, definitely an animal lover. I hate to see the, you know, the gorilla get took out. But uh, I think what what messed it up for the gorilla itself, and the gorilla didn't mean no kid, the kid no harm, but we're talking about a three-year-old, and there was water involved. And when he was dragging the kid, you know, a human don't automatically know how to breathe in water like animals and shit. So just from dragging the kid across the pool, he could, I mean, the river or whatever the hell that was, you know, he could have drowned the kids. So, uh, uh, but they need to really look at what makes animals go extinct anyway. That you so eloquently put, Q, I like that. Um, you know, there won't be a need for zoo if you start arresting some of these these bored ass, rich, wealthy, uh, mostly Caucasian men who probably done ran out of used for Cialis or whatever, and they say, okay, let me go just start, you know, killing elephants and lions like some doctor went over there. I'm like, man, I've been knocked out half the nursing staff and shit if I had that kind of money and, you know, single or whatever. I was like, why in the fuck you want to kill a lion? But, uh, so that's the issue in itself. But, uh, um, uh, as far as needing more shows by positive black, I mean, Positive black is knowing your history. 
you know, number one, there will be like literally a reduction of every black problem by 80% if people halfway halfway knew their history, you know, especially when it comes to violence. I mean, if if you if 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 people just halfway understood what the atrocities of slavery entail in detail, uh especially in HD, you know, um that would make you think twice before, you know, just pulling a pistol on somebody to look just like you and smoking them for no damn reason other than you just don't like the motherfucker. You know, knowledge itself is a powerful tool. And for somebody that has personally, you know, of course, probably watched half of their senior class get smoked between, you know, 1990 and now should understand that concept. So I'm I'm kind of disappointed in that concept. I understand we need more positive shows, but... Um, shit, roots. I mean, shit like that should be a that should be uh that should be that's part of American history. That's America. Period. That should be that ain't no black thing. That's period. So, you know, hell, that's that that's what built America: free labor. <laughs> okay. All right, I appreciate that, man. And other Q, you can chime in on what Snoop Dogg said about All right. roots as far as he says that, uh, you know, they we should do away with these type of slavery right. movies and everything. And if you want to talk about the gorilla that got capped, you can absolutely pour some banana mango smoothie out for him. All right. Can you hear me well? Yep. All right. Here go the Jimmy Snooker flying elbow. Unfortunately, there's a couple of things going on. With the uh, enclosure where the gorilla was, humans are very stupid. And anybody in business, I deal in business all the time, you should know it should not be a rail made the way that it was made. It should have been updated. Even if you had to ask the people who visit the zoo for an extra little donation to make the rail bigger than what it was. That's number one. Number two, Mother needs to be sued or at least brought up on charges of negligence. Here's why. The kid had to go through two separate enclosures plus go over a little moat to even get to the drop-off point. It wasn't like it was a oops accident he just fell through. So either you was running your mouth or you was doing something. Everybody's looking for the video that shows the first part to see what was happening. We can't have equality amongst the genders. Because we are, we're, we'll sit and say, if a father did something like that, what was he doing, and blah, blah, blah. But if the mother does something like that, we're, like, excusing everything. Come on. She needs to be brought up on charges for negligence. The kid had to go through three obstacles to fall into the enclosure. That's ridiculous. Secondly, about uh, Snoop. Here's why hip-hop is destroying, or I'm sorry, here's why black males are destroying hip-hop. Every time some of these gentlemen open their mouth, they have nothing articulate to say. Everything is about destroy, critique, gossip like a woman. Destroy, critique, gossip like a woman. If you don't like what's out there, Snoop Dogg, get together with about 100 of your other hip-hop brothers and create something. If somebody, some unknown person like Shaq's wife can create some type of show, if some rapper like uh, uh 
uh, homeboy from Cameron's camp created Love and Hip Hop. I don't see why, Snoop Dogg, you can't stop complaining, critiquing, and just go create. But once again, we as black males, we love to complain, hate to create. Mm. Still there, Q? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, okay, okay, I lost you for a second. Go ahead. He dropped the mic. <laughs> All right. No, no, that, 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 that is pretty much it. It's just the crust of it is that we got to get out of this thing where all we do is complain. I, I see too many people with status who are not using their status. Name me something that you, uh, Snoop Dogg has that has created other than his football situation that's positive. Dude, you're connected to execs. You're connected to big-time people. If you really wanted a show, why not go create a show? You you had a show with your uh, family. Why is it Ice Cube is the only person in hip-hop who's creating family shows on his money? You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just ridiculous, man. So I would tell Snoop Dogg to his face, real talk. Hey, dude. Hey, man. Hey, 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 other Q. Uh, cousin Q, he got a uh, he he had another show. It was uh wow damn what was the name of this stuff? It was like a uh, like a porn movie he had made with uh, uh <laughs> this was a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah, young, he made that. It wasn't. Yes. It wasn't. It yeah, wasn't he made that. And, it was something else. Yeah, he made that and he made Bones, the little horror flick. But this is my point. To your, you know the point you just raised. The brother ain't create nothing, but he going to critique what John Legend put together. Now, mind you, John Legend helped bankroll it. Let me just keep that one on it. So why are you going to speak on what another person is putting together? If you have oh, a nah, problem man, with you, it. You, you, exactly, you exactly right. But I, like I say, I, I think a lot of the venom well, comes from not being selected thing. or whatever. So let me, let me say this last thing. It's the same thing, problem I got with people who cur- who uh, critique what uh, Tariq did with Hidden Color. Go make a movie yourself if you don't like what that dude made. Right. Right. Go create a movie yourself if you don't. Stop getting on the mic and YouTube talking about what you don't like. I agree. I agree. All the complaining has to stop. All right, I and, appreciate and, that. And, and, and who who over who over forty would complain about Roots anyway? I mean, you know, you know, I I remember the original Roots. I mean, damn. I mean, that's, that's well, well. How about this? You got a Jewish film seems like it come out every day talking about the uh, the uh, Holocaust part part twenty five. So what's wrong with having an occasional Roots every twenty years? Right. And uh, myself, I think a must-see for everybody of color is, is the first part of Amistad that Steven Spielberg made because it was, you know, very graphic. Um, you know, where they used the pregnant women for anchors and all that stuff that that they took out of history book because they didn't they wanted to sound like it was all humane. Like, oh, no, y'all just picking a little cotton for free. Like, nah, man, y'all killed like over, you know, millions of people getting here. And uh, that... Clearly showed that. So, but if Steven Spielberg, if if somebody create the movie Red Tails, 
Here come a hundred black people saying what they don't like about it. Yeah. Yeah. Crabs in a bucket, man. <laughs> All right. I appreciate that. Y'all Crystal shut it down for me. Okay. Well, um, first of all, I had a lot to say about, you know, roots earlier and, and, and all of that. But basically, you know, I would like to quote Gandhi. And he said, be the change that you wish to see in the world. And basically, for Snoop, I agree. And I think I may have said it earlier that if he wanted something so great, then why don't you create it? I mean, the reason why there are films um, about Jewish people, about, I don't know, lovers who walk through the rain, is because someone sat down and they wrote their story. They wrote what they um, feel. And as a writer myself, you write what you know, and you write your world. And, um, you know, speaking of Ice Cube, he wrote, and he produced what he knew. And they sung about what they, or rapped about what they knew. And on and on, you know. So people, writers, all of that, they write what they, what they want. If you see something out there or you're not seeing what you want, Spike Lee, there you go. There was nothing going on about black people the way he wrote about it. Now, everybody didn't agree with Spike Lee, okay, but... He started so many careers for so many black people, you know, in front of and behind the the camera. And he told his story unapologetically, and he still does today. I mean, he that's what you do. Now, if you don't like it, then you write it, and you'll find it's not as easy as you think. But, you know, and there are plenty of, of black and uh, people of color who are writing, who are out there, who are producing. I mean, hell, shun the motherfucking land. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I mean, there's plenty of, of positive or successful or whatever, say what you will, uh, you know, about all of the stuff that, you know, Shonda Grimes does, but she writes. I mean, what do you, what do you want? I mean, if you don't like it, then you, I mean, what, you want another soul plane? But that's, that's Snoop's world. That's what he's into. He's into sex and getting high and being silly or whatever. He, that's his persona. And he wrote and produced what he was interested in. So am I going to say anything about it outside of the fact that it sucked? No. <laughs> that's what he wanted to write. Then he put it out there. So good for him. But don't down other people. And and I think one of the things that was so interesting about what he had to say was he kept saying, why are these people putting out black stories? Why are they always talking about... First of all, this was not even done or, or um, pushed by whites. This was pushed by, uh, you know, the black American community. Yeah, so you know these were the main... Right, hello. <laughs> these were the main people who... who Push to do this again. So whatever, Snoop. Okay. And I have to say, for the first time, he really looked old in this picture. You know, that's on my uh, group. <laughs> he looked mm. really old. And, well. You know, you know, he looked young for a long time, but he finally looked old. So I was like, dude, come on, shut up. All right. 
I'm like, yeah. if anything, we didn't need a car wash remake. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, some things are motherfucking sacred. Leave it alone. Hey, uh, Custom Q, real, 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 a uh, quick question for you. Uh, mm-hmm. After uh, this crop of leaders die, uh, the uh, Al Sharptons and all the people that black folks complain about, who do you see as our upcoming new leader to take their place, or will we uh, have nobody and just rely on white leaders? Kanye, twenty twenty. And I, I say that tongue in cheek, but I'm I'm actually being somewhat serious that there's no one, there's oh not going to be anyone left. There's not going to be anyone left. They're going to reach for whoever talks the most. You know how hey, you, you know, know how we do you know it. Whoever has the most Twitter you? followers has to be the most important. You know, you know why, cousin Q? Go ahead, man. Uh, well, 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 oh, okay. no, I, I, I actually agree with him. I, I, I didn't uh, think about Kanye, but it, it yeah, makes I, sense. I was going to tell you why. Why is gonna, not going to be no leaders? And anybody that's, that's worked with kids, you know, on the phone over the last, you know, twenty plus years, I know what I'm talking about. Never before in history, I don't think that it's been a thing where everything is almost anti-intelligence. Dumber you are, the crazier you are, the more criminal acts you perform is glorified to the point where, you know, it's not just a little cliche where, you know, good girls like bad boys. I mean, that's always been, but, I mean, it's like literally, you know, it's not even a cliche no more. So um, those who probably could have been leaders, most of them are dead in jail. Because the guys that are true leaders take the different path. You know, they use their voice for negativity, you know. Um, so that's yeah, basically that. what, what, what has happened. All the, all the kids you see in kindergarten is real charismatic. Watch where they be at by if they make it to 18. They, they, they just about always take a different route. So. I, I I can see that. I'm 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 myself starting to step away from the from the UBC. It 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 doesn't seem like it wants to survive. And uh I'm part of the uh black and Latin uh business group in Atlanta and and I also stay out here in the Bay Area and it's 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 just sad, man. I, I just see black males giving giving their selves up to fire. And the young black boys coming up have no consciousness of nothing. They have no pride. They have no, and you know, soon soon it's going to be gay gay dudes and girls. That's how I look at it. So, yeah. and and then uh, I, I you know I know we're about to go off air or whatever, but something I had dropped on a fellow coworker that just blew his mind because you know I broke it down to him. I told him it's, it's two types of people, but now. The second type is what we see more. It's the people who are unfortunate that want to do better. Those were the guys from the past, our age and older, that might have been in certain situations, but they overcame and bettered themselves. But now you got ignorance and people who love to be ignorant. And when you love to be ignorant, see, you can't mentor no ignorant motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? They're going to be ignorant to the core. They want to be yeah. They don't yeah. want to know no better. They, they don't want you to be paired over. There are a lot of rich man. people that are ignorant. Exactly, but they don't want to be like, hey man, you know, you uh, you know, you you, you, you want to do radio one day? Hey, I got a personal friend, man, could probably give you some tips. You know, I'll pick you up one day in the summer, and you know, we'll go have lunch. Oh man, I ain't going over no old dude talking about this. I mean, see, they don't want nothing positive. 
That's ignorance. They love ignorance. Then you turn yeah. the news off and down. It's like if they're not ignorant, they're lazy. I mean, I I, right. I know a guy so lazy. If you pushed him down the fire, he wouldn't get up. You know, I mean, he's just, you know. Oh, I mean, so you, you have I know people a whole that lot have them myself. You have people that you have to deal with. That's a combination of a bunch of things, a combination of not caring about anything that happened prior to their date of birth. Um, history doesn't mean anything. It's just. Then it's you know, too much technology. It's too much and then technology. the people who are responsible for teaching them are too busy trying to be young themselves. Yeah. So but they want to live their life. You know, you got yeah. you, you got homeless guys with track phones and stuff. I mean, you know, it used to be like technology was like, you know, we all grew up on uh, James Bond movies and stuff. So phones and cars. I mean, that was just like for elite people. Uh, Stars or something. Now you got like you know, you know anything that comes out now is almost to the point where anybody can have it. So that yeah. makes people lazy too. Yeah, make them think that they're a star as well. Right, right. So all right, well I'm gonna wrap this up. I appreciate it, everyone. Show airs live every Tuesday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Um, 6 p.m. Pacific. You can go to talktheq.com to get more information on the show. Uh, beyond tomorrow, talk a little zone coverage, break down the NBA finals, how things turned out in the Eastern Conference and Western Conference finals. So we'll be on the air for about a little bit tomorrow. Everyone have a great night. Appreciate you calling in. Peace out. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World?